Thanks to ExpressVPN for supporting the morning stream. You probably don't think that much about internet privacy on your own home network. ExpressVPN will secure your privacy and protect your information. Visit expressvpn.com TMS and you can get an extra three months free on a one-year package. Coming up on TMS, Scott hasn't experienced a proper dump in a long time. I don't like bare naked ladies. (laughs) Getting all your rocks in the right place. Brian's mystery date ended with a big bang. Monty's full, sorry, Monty's full email. Eyes, Admiral Akbar far apart. My lovely dirty dumps. Crusty paint hands. It's not the worst thing you can put in your mouth. Thin with a few floaties. Pirates at the end of the rainbow. Pitbull and Pig is the new Kesha timber cover band. Flipper doodles in the pool. Ask for Alejandro from Salvador. Brian did the accent, everybody. Talk to him. Protesting things with Bill. Commiserating with Jury and more on this episode of The Morning Stream. Father, stop. Sean, Brian, Frank, put down your weapons. Jesse, it's Uncle Hector. Well, at least one thing hasn't changed. The morning stream. Go blue, blue. Hello and welcome back to TMS, everybody. It is June 9th, 2020. I'm Scott Johnson. Brian Ibbett right over there. Hello. Hello, headache free, Brian Ibbett today. Yeah. Hey, I had I've had my share of like migraine level headaches that keep me up all night. I felt for you yesterday. That sucks. And it wasn't, yeah, I mean, it was more like the headache was in the middle of the night. The headache uh, wasn't still an issue in the morning. Uh, It was the fact that I had no sleep was Mm. the issue. (laughs) Yeah, turns out humans need sleep. It's good for us. It turns out, yeah, amazing, amazing uh, about that. Yeah, we should all get our sleep. And if you have a headache in the way, you you force, you figure out another time to sleep. So I'm glad you were able to do that. Did you, I mean, I know you're, you're a pretty wakeful dude. So were you able to get some backup sleep after off and, all that? Off and on. It, uh, I can't like force myself, like I can't like go get, go back and lay in bed and fall asleep. I basically have to pretend I'm doing something else mm. that is usually what causes me to go to sleep, which is uh, watch TV or something. Oh, <laughs> I see how it is. Yeah, I should have put on, the other night, Tina and I watched, this is not going to be my recommendal, but we watched the movie Emma, mm. which is a uh, Jane Austen, another Jane Austen adaptation. Just, Basically, yeah. it's a it's a modern re uh, uh, an old retelling, a period retelling of the movie Clueless. Oh yes, the original Clueless. Got it. Yes. Hold on, um, isn't Emma, got, Emma's played by who? Who who is in this? Anna Taylor Joy, the um, the girl who's playing magic in the sometime it'll eventually come out New Mutants movie. Oh, she's got okay. she's she's pretty. Her eyes are very far apart. <laughs> they're very very far apart she's okay. almost um she's almost uh, admiral akbar <laughs> oh wow does she ever utter the words it's a trap during the, she uh, does and okay. yeah says it several times in emma but right. i had a hard time with uh uh staying staying awake during that movie too so i should have just watched that again because that conk you right out well it, it's like the pure jane austen right like all the the it is right like yeah. it is not a right it's not a Modern adaptation with cell phones and internet. It's a yes. Oh, uh, Mr. Darcy has just shown up. Shall I? Shall I let him in? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, this one has a Mr. Darcy in it. Am I thinking? Of no, it else? doesn't have a Mr. Darcy. But oh, okay. I, I, I can remember the name Emma. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> it was a, 
There was a Mr. Eccleston. No, I can't remember. Uh, did you did you ever see Sex Education, the show on? Um... Yes, Kim and I binged it. And we loved it. It was great. Oh, you just froze. Oh, I did. Oh no. Oh, Brian can't. Brian thinks I've frozen. Hold on. Did I fro- Maybe Brian's freezing. Uh-oh. Are we all freezing? Is it me? Oh no. I think it might be me. Hold on a second. Uh, the tall, kind of nerdy, gawky girl who always um, did her hair like Mickey Mouse ears. You mean like in uh, school in, in general? or in, a... in sex education. Oh, oh, in... oh, oh, yes. The weird one that was like super uh, hypersexual and couldn't wait yes, to. Yeah, exactly. yeah, I remember that. Yeah, She's she's also in Emma and you see her in kind of a different uh in a different light with this <laughs> she is she's a funny actress i could uh, she really is talented yeah, yeah she's great her facial expressions are fantastic well i very expressive anyway but it puts you to sleep is the problem that's the problem yeah i mean i think if you like if you like those sorts of things you'd love emma because it's very it does what it does very well and the the acting is great and and oh yeah it's got bill nye oh i love him yeah, yep. dra- drag him out, dust him off anytime. I'm happy to see Absolutely. that. Absolutely. He's he's the best part of it. Anyway, yeah. you know, if you see it, you know, if you like it, see it. If not, meh. 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 Skip it. Meh. meh. Don't uh, don't rush out to to watch Emma. Tina enjoyed it greatly. My weekly check-in to let everybody know that um this much I know is still uh amazing mm-hmm. and uh we're in uh, the season finale is next week. Is true. Or I know this much is true. Or what is it? I know this is This know much this. I know is true. This much Jeez Louise. Oh man. Hold on. I know this much is. I know this much is true. Okay, I was right the first time. I know this much <laughs> is true. Is uh, is uh, uh, continues to be the most powerhouse acting I've seen in years, and um, the season finale is next week, and I just think it's incredible, and also depressing. So I'm just you know warning you. It's not like a. Yeah. It's not a happy time, but it's it's an it's a really a, it's a piece of art, and must it's be. It's on our list to to start um, the. A few days before the finale comes out, I'm excited to see what you think because I, I, I'm feel very passionate about what I've seen. It's very, mm-hmm. very good, and I'm curious when you come out of there if you'll feel the same or not. I guess sure we'll find will. out. Because we'll I really, out. I like Mark Ruffalo anyway. So, so the stuff that you rave about, uh, um, I'm looking forward to it. Hey Brian, how often do you go to yes, the sir. dump? The dump. Are you talking about? Uh, are you talking about the other side of the basement? Or are you just are you talking about the dump? Like, is it a place you take garbage? The public space where uh, you take garbage and they put it in a landfill, and there's lots of birds and stuff. How, how, how? I do. I, it's been a long time since I've been to the dump. It's been since we redid since we redid all of our uh, landscaping to do the the uh, sprinkler system. Honestly. All right. So it's been a while. Been a while. It's been a while. Been a while since I said I'm sorry. Well, we went to the dump on Saturday, and mm-hmm. we did it because we had we had to take out a couple of bushes and half a tree thing, and um, my brother-in-law also had some stuff to throw away, and we're using his trailer, so we threw it all in Steve's trailer and then took it out to the dump. And uh, I have to say, it's been since probably a proper dump. I've been to a couple of like collection centers and like dumbed-down versions of dumps, but like a sure, proper sure. city dump, I haven't been proper to one. Dump, yes. Where there's a bulldozer constantly like moving yes. stuff around and uh, yes, and the one that's seagulls like seagulls flying over. And yeah, then. just flocks of seagulls. It's, <laughs> go ahead, chat room. I have all your flock of seagulls jokes now, but flocks yes. of seagulls, uh, our state bird, because they ate all those uh, crickets back in the day. 
Um, <laughs> anyway, and then one of those big uh, tra- or trucks that has the big front loader thing on it, but it's also got these huge metal. They're not even tires. They're giant metal wheels with spikes on them, like super mm-hmm. Mad Maxy looking. I took a video and put it on on uh, Twitter where the day we went. But anyway, I haven't been to a proper dump in a long time. And when you haven't done that in a long time, you forget just how post-apocalyptic it looks, how big it is. Those birds are just everywhere. I was trying to estimate how many birds die every day just to get around that truck because they're all trying to land and pick at, pick at everybody's old food and porn and everything. And then this truck's just barreling through there. You know a bunch of birds get killed that way. You're just, I'm just sure of it. <laughs> uh, and there's right. like, to me, when I was a kid, I was fascinated with dumps because it was all this, it was like all this stuff I wanted to, it's gross, but I want to pick through it. I want to see what guy threw really? away a weird thing. What's that weird oh. thing over there? It looks like an old motorcycle or something. And you kind of want to go over there and see it and, and stuff. I remember as a kid being way into that. I was not into that Saturday. That was not of interest to me at all this this time. But there are times where I think that that would be kind of a cool thing to do. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> the dump is like the the stuff you put, uh, the stuff you just can't wait to get rid of, right? Like, yeah. it's not, it's not, oh, let's put it in the garage sale. Oh, it didn't sell in the garage sale. Okay, let's just put it in, uh, um, you know, in, in the, the garage or trash in front of our house. It's like, no, I need this stuff moved far away from me because mm. it is the worst garbage so picking through garbage at the dump is uh has never been appealing to me yeah as a as an adult with you 100 yeah. percent. as a kid it felt like a wonderland and yeah i used to go with my dad because he was always going to the dump for something and i would always go with him and uh there was something about that experience that i was just like "Ooh, what's that thing over there he'd never let me take anything obviously like what good course, parent would like yeah. he wasn't a bad parent. But, and they charge uh, you to go to to take stuff to the dump. What they should do is if you bring stuff back from the dump, they should refund some of your your entrance fee. Oh, so okay, so the how they do it now is when you drive in there they weigh you, your car. Weigh you, yeah. Uh-huh. And they go, yep. "All right, well, he's driving this this truck and he has this trailer, so minus that weight, but then whatever's left is what you pay for." It's already pretty cheap, I think for I want to say 1000 pounds of junk. Mm-hmm. So half a ton, we ended up spending, uh, Steve would have to tell me for sure, but I think it was like 13 to 16 bucks or something. It was pretty cheap. That's not bad. Yeah. yeah. Pretty cheap way to get rid of your stuff. And in the case of like, uh, we, we figured if you have paint or um, weird electronics, old cell phones, that kind of stuff, they have a place where you can take that and they don't even charge you for that. They just take it. So if you don't, if you want to properly dispose of some paint and not pour it down the sink or something you could you could go do that but. for sure yeah that's the exactly i think you can also take that to a sherwin williams store <laughs> well oh really what do they do yeah. with it? they just uh, recycle it into regular they paint? take it to the dump oh. <laughs> <laughs> they, they put a brand new label on it and say blue paint blue paint and they sell it they, to some sucker they have an inch thick crust across the top <laughs> that sounds right but um anyway penetrable disc of blue <laughs> there you go I but I I don't know why why I used to like that. This time it was a little more like oh, okay, well this is gross. Let's get out of here. Kim got pooped on. I got a seagull just pooped right on her. Mm. Um, oh, fabulous! I had one come close to my face, and we were like, okay, we're out of here. And then you know you kind of smelled like the dump for the rest of the day a little bit. You mm-hmm. know, it just gets mm-hmm. in your clothes, and I kept thinking, yeah. boy, those people they're working there. Like, what kind of pay? They must, oh yeah, I mean they they must have 
like a um, an airlock system kind of set up at their house, right? They come in through the front door, they strip down all their clothes, they step step into some sort of like chamber that uh, power washes them, and then they come into the house, put on actual clean clothes so that they don't bring that smell in everywhere. Like that's the only thing I can think of. It's like when I worked at Chi-Chi's, same thing. Pretty much, or when I worked at Taco Bell, exactly. Mm-hmm. Come like home, that, you smell like a burrito all night. You totally do. Yeah, yeah exactly. Oh, that well, was it sounds like you had a had a fun date. Uh, yeah, it was uh, uh, a, little, a little dump date. <laughs> yeah, I had a fun date. Did you do any dating over the weekend? I did some dating over the weekend. Uh, I finally found a way, or I found a way to do a uh, mystery date with Tina mm. uh, during the pandemic. Ooh. So I got to give a big shout out to Paul Cavanaugh, listener Paul Cavanaugh, who let me know about this. Stephen Page. Canadian who's best known for being one of the two lead singers in the band Bare Naked Ladies mm. has been doing these concerts. They've broken these up, lives right? They're not together they, anymore? Are they, are they together? The Bare Naked Ladies are still together. Oh. Stephen Page is no longer part of the group because of, of a big falling out and him going to rehab and, and things like that. He okay. kind of went uh, onto his um so it's been some days. Own. It's been some days since you you looked at me or whatever. <laughs> exactly. Okay. It's been seven years since I played with you. <laughs> Got to perform on a stage and couldn't tell you. Took, anyway, took a poo. Um, anyway. <laughs> uh, so Stephen Page though does you know he's he's the two voices are very recognizable and so hearing him doing songs like Brian Wilson and Hello City and stuff like that is. Um, uh, it's like hearing bare naked ladies do it, even though you don't have the full band there. Sure, I could, I could, because he is like the iconic voice of the band in my. He opinion. is the iconic voice of the band, yeah. yeah. Um, and so he does this. He did this two-hour concert, and he sells tickets, and they always sell out. He does a limited number of tickets, and it's over Zoom, which kind of adds to some weird, fun things that you can do. So, number one, you know, we we basically a surprise team. I said, all right, we have tickets for a thing at three, so be ready at three. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, she's like, well, are we going somewhere? Do I need to dress up? Do I, do I? It's like, nope, you're fine the way you are. And, and I'm not telling you anymore. So plopped open the laptop, did airplay up to the big screen in the living room. And we watched uh, Stephen Page do the show. Now, while this is going on, of course, because it's Zoom, you've got a little row of other people. I don't know how it picks the other people that you see. Obviously, the first one is you. The second one is a small version of the big screen that you're looking at because that person is doing the talking. That person is is highlighted. Right. And then you've got a few more random people. But if you put in gallery view, then you get you, you're the subject, and then a, like 25 other people that you can watch that are watching this concert. Oh, oh interesting. So they put the full grid up of all the viewers because you can get up to what? There's a, a there's a big total, yeah. It's like a thousand yeah, or five hundred or something. We had a thousand in this one. Well, we uh, he sold a thousand tickets. Uh, Eight hundred and sixty people showed up. So we, you know, we we kind of scrolled through a few pages of people watching bare naked ladies or watching uh, Stephen Page, and some of them are dancing, and other ones are just, you know, like almost frozen, staring at their screen, like, you know, like with mouths agape, just watching the watching the the uh, <laughs> the show. Yeah. Um, but we saw Paul Cavanaugh. We saw, you know, it was kind of fun to see um, see other people in their homes watching watching this. Yeah, the I'm, show itself was great. He did um, a majority of his stuff on guitar, and then he went over the piano for a little while and played there. Things got a little dark talking about this song that he wrote for a musical that he realized he kind of 
wrote from his own perspective and not from the character's perspective. And if he had a chance to do it over, he would. Interesting. Um, hmm. He also uh, brought his son on, who looks just like a mini Stephen Page. Oh, weird. Like, like, uh, it's like a little clone. Like a little clone. Yeah. And uh, they did some, some songs together, harmonization, stuff like that. It was a really, really good show. And did he, he's still uh, doing them, so how's the yeah. how's the sound quality? I'm curious about that. Like, does it did it Actually, come across it was well? Surprisingly good. Yeah, yeah, it was. Uh, there were a couple times when he when he would kind of get uh, up in a higher register, or a little louder register, that it would do a little bit of clipping, mm -hmm. but for the most part, sounded great. Okay, so sounded, what, you know, sounded like like a good like a good Zoom connection. All right, Zoom audio is yeah. all right. Their codecs okay. Their codecs okay. It's just that they're there's a bit of a, a lag. I think is that that's why we don't use them, right? Oh no, it's that uh, we can't control volumes independently. Yeah, if you, we could do volume independently, plus your your internet interacts with it weird. You get all fuzzy and choppy for some or, reason. Yeah. I don't have that with other people, but for some reason you do. Here's the uh, here's the thing with uh, also just to clear up some confusion in the chat about Zoom. Um, yeah, he's he's the only one that has to have the paid giant group plan. Everybody who gets in right. there, Brian included, does not have. They can just be freebies. They don't care. They're just Correct. viewers. Yep. Yeah. So just to, there seemed to be some confusion in there, or maybe I misread. Exactly. It's a it's a great so great idea. If you like um, bare naked ladies, then definitely consider watching uh, one of Stephen Page's concerts. You can find just do a search for Stephen Page with a V online. You'll find him. It's very cool. Paul Cavanaugh queuing you in on that. Very nice. That's right. Right. We love it when you guys do that. Cool. Tell us about cool oh. things, man. Totally, yeah. totally. We're always down to clown. Um, all right. Hey, uh, you know, we talked about what well, we did a little bit today, too, but, you know, the whole sleep talks, uh, get, trying to get better sleep during yeah. these trying times. Sure. Uh, it's been really r rough for me lately. Last night was the worst sleep I've had maybe in three months. It was bad last night. Mm. And I think it's because I put way too much dumb stress on myself yesterday. Mm -hmm. And uh kind of had a bit of a blowout. I'm not going to get into the details, but my blowout, uh, I think it actually was necessary. Um, I'm not happy about how I did it or the targets of it or any of the stuff that came from it. But sometimes you just need to unload, you know? Mm -hmm. And um, I thought that would help me sleep. <laughs> it didn't help me sleep. I slept like garbage last night. So, um, uh, But I also stayed up and watched a couple of things, which I think is a problem. I got to quit doing that. <laughs> Should have read my book yeah. or watched Emma. Apparently, that would have put me right. There you go, watch Emma or read, or better yet, read the book Emma, and uh, <laughs> I bet you're asleep by page three. Yep, probably. So um, Emma was born in the twenty first year of her. <laughs> her is it like that? There's a bunch of like. Uh, it is. There's actually there is narration that begins with it with uh, Emma, the twenty first year of her spring. Blah 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 blah. <laughs> I mean, I know, I know that there is a huge fan base for the works of uh, what's Jane her name, Austin. Uh, sure. Jane Austen, yeah. and I respect it. And I love me yeah. some Shakespeare. I like me some period piece business. But for some reason, the Jane Austen stuff, maybe it's just not aimed at me. You know, I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe that's maybe there's a reason they modern them up and make things like Clueless. Maybe that's why that happens. <laughs> maybe. Yeah, because they're trying to make it so a broader audience can enjoy they appeal to a younger audience for sure. Yeah. Anyway, mm -hmm. we got this email from Monty. Hi, Monty. I've never known. I'll a, take door number three. I've, <laughs> I've never known an actual person named Monty in my personal life. 
Um, so I'll count this as the first time because I've never known anybody. I know Monty Burns from, uh, you know, Mr. Burns. <laughs> from Simpsons. Simpsons. I worked with a guy named Monty at uh, Taco Bell. He was a shift leader. Shift leader Monty. Oh, nice. Uh, I knew a... Looked like a young Artie Johnson. Wait, who's Artie Johnson? Hold on, hold on. Artie Johnson oh, oh. from... Uh, uh, oh, that's an old reference. Uh, uh, Laughing. Yes, exactly. Yes, Laughing. That's the guy. He was the guy that played the weird little German dude. Right. Right. Yes, exactly. Okay. All right. I have some memories of laughing. Very few, though. I remember Goldie Hawn was in a hole and she'd come out and say something dumb sometimes. Mm-hmm. And well, they all, at the end, they'd all do the hole, right? Like they'd all behind those little doors, they'd open it and Joanne Worley. Oh, well, what's the difference between a blah, 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 yeah. and she'd close it and then Dick Martin would open another door and like try and do the punchline and was, laugh too hard. And then you and then you'd have there was always like a, Richard Nixon would come out and say. Uh, socket to me. Socket to me. Right. And then you had um, what's her name in a chair that was too big for her. What was that deal? Yes, uh, Ruth Buzzy. Uh, or no, Lily Tomlin doing her Edith Ann. That was it. Impersonation. Yes. And that's the truth. And she'd spit. Yeah. Right. Ruth Buzzy did the did the walker, the lady with the walker, and oh, the name Ruth Buzzy is a great name, isn't it? <laughs> Joanne Worley, Ruth Buzzy. I mean, if you don't think of. Laugh in, love American style, and the Gong Show. When you hear those names, yeah, I kind of, I kind of wish uh, that was easy to find. I would watch some of that just to see if some of it holds up. Probably doesn't very well. Yeah. Anyway, Monty wrote in. Anyway, anyway, hi Monty. Hi that Monty. A, that was a tangent for Monty. Yep, it's all your fault, Monty. Um, he says hi Scott and Brian. I tweeted this, but I think it's important uh, because it was helpful for me. I had the hardest time going back to sleep in the middle of the night after waking. Is uh, in sorry in this link is a great researcher named Steve Gibson. He does great work for his own benefit and shares it with us. <laughs> well, kind of, <laughs> kind of nice. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> I have done great things for myself. I now share it with you. I will now share with you. <laughs> uh, it says, let's see. Sorry, um, have <clears throat> have a read. This olamine. What's that word? Oleamide. Oleamide has shown yeah. to induce sleeping so if taken when you're awake it has helped me fall back asleep after waking i hope this helps it helped me i hope you are well and uh uh sorry oh wait i get an update on how you are every day be good monty uh, monty needs do we have any books laying around that we can give him about punctuation that'd be cool it's like commas <laughs> and stuff commas that almost good. it looked like it was like a dictated uh email like it was it was read to his phone, and his phone submitted it. Maybe you know, I don't know. What uh, so, I... oleamide is a uh, a fatty acid that can be synthesized de novo in the mammalian nervous system, and has been detected in human plasma. Um, oh, it accumulates in the CFF of CSF of rats after six hours of sleep deprivation, and induces sleep in naive rats and mice. Naive rats. Naive. Naive rats. It's what it says. Induces <laughs> sleep in naive rats and mice. He's like. I think the world's a great place with no violence in it. Oh, rat, you're so naive. <laughs> you're so naive. You're so naive. It's adorable. So hold on. I'm looking at it now. Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, is this safe for human consumption? Uh Oh, it says here. Uh, oh, Bobby Franks explains, by the way, naive means they've never been exposed to it before. Well, that makes sense. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I figured that was the context of, of some sort, but. It's still funny to call him naive. It really is, yes. Don't be, other, it's like, I don't like... <laughs> <laughs> I think they just need to defund the police. Oh, don't be so naive, you stupid mouse. 
It doesn't work. It's not that simple. Don't be so naive. <laughs> wow. Okay. All so, right. Something funny about that. All right. So uh, there's a bunch of talk in here about how you can synthesize it, and it's used in yogurt ca- uh, containers, but it doesn't say. Oh, one of the most frequent non-cannabinoid ingredients associated with spice products. Forty-four products, synthetic can- cannabinoid. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Okay. Well, it doesn't say that I can just take this. Is the problem? Yeah, can I go to Vitamin Cottage and just get a, let me get 12 pounds of, of uh, oleamide, please? Yeah, what is that? Um, Why can't we find a place? So if this is a thing, I'm going to look, look for Monty's uh, tweet. Maybe he's got a link. And uh, Actually, let me look on. Because you, you guys, you guys are our pushers, man. You're our pushers. We have to take your medical advice and do it. I know. The stuff I've taken because of the chat, the, the tadpole in the chat room. Yeah, you can buy uh, oleamide capsules from... Uh, Amazon, a sixty-count bottle will cost will take uh, will cost you twenty-one ninety-nine. Oh, all right, there you go. Oh, is this the same Steve Gibson that wrote? That's the author? No, that can't be this Steve. Steve Gibson, Steve Gibson that wrote yeah. Neuromancer? That can't. Be. Yeah, right. Um, no, I don't know. No, if it is, it seems uh, different. No. Gibson, okay. different, different, uh, different. Steve Gibson. Uh, check this out, Brian. I'd like to make a product endorsement. I don't normally do this, okay? Okay, all right. Uh, this is uh, something called Hum Blueberry Mint Kombucha. And mm. I got it from Costco. And it contains 2 billion probiotic cultures. Now, normally, if you say, hey, Scott, want some kombucha? My face curls up in a ball, and I say, no, thank you, because it's gross. It tastes bad. This is really good. Um mm. I really like it. Blueberry mint specifically is the flavor, and it's very tasty. And so far, I love this. Also, some people are always worried there's a little bit of alcohol in these. This one's verified non-alcoholic. Uh, it's got B12 in it. It's gluten-free. There's no sugar. And, uh, uh, oh, I take that back. It has a little sugar. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. But these are... Scott's back on the sugar. I'm on the sugar. But anyway, it's really good. And if you like the, if you're, if you've tried kombucha before and you want its, uh, uh, you know, benefits, whatever they may be for you, uh, and you didn't like it, try this brand. It's called Hum, H U M M. Hum. It's got like a crazy, crazy art on it. it. Looks like a big, it's pretty peacenicky. Like it's very like 60s looking. Sure. But, uh, it's good. All right. Uh, I, I like it. I'll try it. Yeah. It says, "There's a uh, here's their f- slogan. There's a lot of feel-good in every bottle of hum kombucha. <laughs> is there a lot of feel-good? Yeah. Right. Uh, ask uh, Motley Crue. They'll tell you. I don't think. Dr. I still feel-good. don't think I've ever tried kombucha. You should try it. It's not, uh, it's not the worst thing I'll ever put in your mouth. <laughs> yeah, there's a selling point. <laughs> I know. Let's, uh... Put that on the box. <laughs> yeah. Great. Uh... Kombucha. Not the worst thing you can not put in your mouth. Not the worst thing you could. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I like it, and it's um, better than sucking on a rock. There's only <laughs> there's only been two kombuchas that I've liked. One was a mango flavor, and then this. Uh, the rest of them are a little just a little too uh, skunk water for me. But uh, the whole idea is that these are full of probiotic, st- good stuff for your guts. Oh so, yeah, you know, Icorp does bring up a good uh, good question. How thick is the liquid? Uh, very thin. This is uh, well, it's got floaties. Um, so kombucha, that's a good, that actually the, the worst of the kombuchas or probably the best, depending on your definition, are the ones with lots of floaties and stuff in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the least, 
beneficial for you, the ones that are super clear. This is somewhere in the middle. Okay. Because I got little floaters. Yeah. It's a, it's a nine. Send it's, in the floater. Yeah, send in the floater, everybody. All right. Uh, thank you for cool. your uh, message there, Monty. He just Thanks, used the, uh, the website there uh, to send that message over at frogpants.com slash TMS, or you can send one via the email address, which is themorningstream at gmail.com. You need to read this, sir. You need to read it now. Time for the news. Let's do some news brought to you by The Boop Show. It was good yesterday. How do people get that thing, Scott? Well, it's real easy. Just go to frogpants.com slash B-O-O-P. It's a video game show all about video games. In particular, we focus on uh, indie titles a lot. <clears throat> it's myself and Brian Dunaway. Uh, for about an hour, hour and a half, we uh, do a live stream and a podcast all about your favorite indies and uh, discuss them at length. It's a good time. And the, the video uh, version is very good because we do a whole lot of like, here's the game we're playing and we show it and we're talking over it and here's our here's our cameras on top of it. And like we make a quite a production about it. So if you haven't checked it out, uh, please do. The archives are on YouTube uh, or you can catch it live on Mondays at 3.30 Mountain Time. But uh, if you want the podcast, that's where most people get it. That's at frogpants.com slash B-O-O-P. All right. Yeah. Let's dive into the news today. I've been holding this one for a couple days, so I'm excited to get to it. Okay. Uh, yeah. a, a Belgian man. You know them. They got the waffles and Belgian. whatnot. They do. Belgian uh, frites and mm. uh, fries and waffles yep. are, are what Belgium is known for. And uh, uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme. That's there. right. Muscles from Brussels. The muscles from Brussels. Uh, well, a Belgian man who is not him, <laughs> that'd be cool, <laughs> received pizzas he's never ordered for almost a decade. This is pretty cool. I would be this okay. Guy. I would want so to be he this guy. keeps getting it's not that he's received a decade's worth of pizza in one delivery. He he keeps receiving for pizzas. 10 years. He's getting pizzas he doesn't order, okay. and then and, right. he, and he's just fine with that. Um, the thought yeah. of a delivery driver dropping off a stack of pizzas unexpectedly may sound like a dream come true to many, but not for Jean Van Langedem. How's that? Landigem. Land Landigem. Landigem? That's a, I would say Landigem or Landigem, maybe. Sounds like how we'd say it. How would they say it in Belgium, though? They would say Jean Van, Jean Van Legendeglem. Bleh. I, uh, you know, I, 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 I try to stay away, stay away from the uh, Belgian accents. Do you? Scott. Okay. Uh, yeah. wanna, uh... Somebody told me yesterday <laughs> they were they were upset about some of the accents I do, and I, I think they were referring. Oh, oh, big update. Sorry, Scott. <laughs> Scott has a big update for TMS listeners. I totally forgot to mention this. Oh no. <sighs> okay. I, I feel like such an idiot. All right. So, what was it last? Wednesday or Thursday or something, I told mm -hmm. the story of Alejandro coming to the house and doing the sprinkler oh, yeah. fixes. Yeah. Uh, and I made a whole big deal out of it. And how... how yes, we gave him an Antonio Banderas voice. All and, of uh, that, yes. And he was yeah. very smooth and suave and all this stuff. And, and he was. He was all those things. He was great. But <laughs> I had the name wrong the whole time. It's not... <laughs> it was never Alejandro. Really? Yeah. Oh, his name was uh, Pedro. His, wow, weird. Uh... His name is, I got his name. Oh, wait. No, okay. I've forgotten it. No, no, I got it. It's Salvador. Because I always have to Salvador. think of Salvador Dali. Salvador oh, is his better. name. It's even better or just as good. I just am an idiot because I had the name wrong and was like making this whole, telling you the guys this whole tale with a guy <laughs> named Alejandro. It was never his name. It was always Salvador. So, so for those in Salt Lake City or surrounding areas that are like, man, he sounds like a great landscape slash sprinkler dude how do i find him 
You want to look right. for Salvador Landscaping. That's the name. Not Alejandro anything. <laughs> There's a bunch of people who are like looking for Alejandro Landscaping. Yeah. Because they did. Uh, I got emails saying, hey, I can't find this guy. Where is he? And I'm Scott, like, Scott, I was listening to your podcast. And, uh, <laughs> I appreciate all the nice things you've said about me, but I must correct you. Yeah. And I called. So I said to Kim, I said, hey, I think I'm telling everybody the wrong name. What was that guy's name? Salvador, like the painter. And I went, oh, dang it. I told a whole audience of people on Monday, 30,000 people went away thinking, right. oh, we know what it is. It's Alejandro. It's not. Salvador. So uh, as far as accents we do on the show, I think I think Wendy kind of gave us the the rundown of the ones we need to stay away from. Anything where, um, uh, where that, uh, the group of people that we impersonate has been um marginalized or 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 uh stereotyped because of that voice like i think doing the british totally fine doing germans totally fine oh yeah you gotta punch up you gotta punch up yeah exactly yeah exactly punch up or punch parallel you can't punch down that's the exactly that's the best way to phrase it yeah so we you know we, we we don't punch i mean doing a russian accent is as much as we do it i i don't think are there any Russians that are offended by your accent? I don't think so. Are there? No, I wouldn't think so. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I would even do my I would do my accent in front of my former Russian neighbors. Yeah. I used to probably yeah. wrongly, but I used to do my brother's <laughs> accent all the time because <laughs> I he was my brother and I thought it was that funny. That might and be right, and that might be one of the ones that people might uh Maybe. Might, he doesn't might, mind it. Yeah. You know, like the ding pong thing is is uh is is an old story here with the Frog Pants exactly. Network. But you know, I probably ought to not do that one that one's probably no good exactly you know you're just trying to learn here but irish they're fine irish no problem because that like they say that almost always devolves into a uh, pirate yeah and the pirates are that's punching way up so it's fine nobody nobody ever talks about pirates being you know marginalized in society (laughs) so anyway there you go anyway uh this guy uh oh Sorry, he shakes with fear every time he hears a scooter outside his home, it says. <laughs> oh, man. Really? That's what he says. I mean, that's what they're saying about him. 65-year-old says he's been plagued by delivery drivers turning up to his doorstep with pizza. He hasn't ordered at all hours of the day and night for almost 10 freaking years. Uh, at first, he put it down to a mix-up with the delivery address, but the orders, which reportedly include other fast food, such as kebabs, kept turning up. Oh, that sounds so good right now, a kebab. Oh. A kebab totally does. By the way, your your uh, audio is getting a little janky. Are you? Oh. Is there something going on with your network? Again? I don't know. Let's find out the hard way. I'm looking and I'm not seeing anything going on here. Testing, testing, one, two, two. A temporary blip is what yes. it was. It was just the way it sounded to me. It sounded it sounded <laughs> bad to me. It sounded people. bad to me. <laughs> yeah, we, we always forget to put that little part on there where he kind of he breathes hard. He goes. It's real to me, damn it. <laughs> like that. That's <laughs> the best part. Anyway, please continue. All right, All right sorry. So, uh, where was why, I? Does he, why does he shake with fear when a pizza arrives? I it think it's just because like, uh, it's just so, it's constant. Uh, so it says here, uh, Mr. Van Langadam's pizza uh, terror, pizza terror, they're calling it, uh, came to a head on January uh, last year when 10 separate deliveries turned up on the same day, including one with 14 pizzas in one order. Good Lord. Oh, wow. Jeez. Uh, he uh, told Het Laced Neus, <laughs> I cannot sleep anymore. I start shaking every time I hear a scooter on the street. 
Jeez Louise, this is rough. Yeah. Um, I dread that someone will come and drop hot pizzas yet another time, he says. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying not to do a voice. I'm really trying not to, but it's hard. Yes. It's uh, hard when the, when the quote is... Um, is broke is not is not broken English, but is translated English. Yeah, it's always tricky. Mister Van Galangadam says he has not had to pay for the pizzas because he had always refused the orders. But the situation is frustrating for both him and the restaurants. A friend of his living twenty miles away in Herenthout. That looks right, Herenthout. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. See, look at that. Look at the brain on brain. You got that one. Yeah, yeah. I'm not. I, there's no correction coming from me. Yeah. Uh, has experienced a similar situation for the same amount of time. The incidents have been reported to the police, who, among other, uh, among the two victims, believe it must be someone they both know. Mr. Van Galangdom says, quote, it will not be their best day when he eventually finds the culprit, but for now, it <laughs> remains a mystery. I kind of want to see how this follows up, because... <laughs> right. I want to know. I like this, this thinly veiled threat. Oh, it will not be their best day yeah. when I find the person who's been sending me pizzas. Here's what they should do. They should... The restaurants, the pizza places who are, who are also being victimized by this, because they're not getting paid, mm-hmm. right? Right, right. They're, they're creating pizzas that they're not getting any money for. I don't understand why they don't just put a hold on these addresses. Like... Up oh, another one of those. Don't send it, but whoever. Like, why wouldn't they block that down? That yeah, seems weird. Or to me. even like have a follow up call that says, "Did you order a pizza? Okay, good. We're bringing it to you." Yeah. To- no, you didn't. All right. Well, we're not making it. Thanks. For ten years, same place. It's a stack of pizzas. The guy keeps refusing them. Mm-hmm. Like you'd have yeah, a pattern. The the problem's on whoever's doing it, but there's also a little bit of blame that to be put on the pizza place first <laughs> for falling for this over and over again. Yeah, yeah, it's a good point. Why do I keep picking up the phone? Yeah, I got to <laughs> stop smoke. taking these orders. <laughs> That's right. Orders. <clears throat> All right. I was an impersonation of Mo. Mo's Tavern. Oh, yeah. Mo's phone every yeah, time Bart Mo, calls. Mo's fine. Yeah. Mo's fine. He's your punch. That's still punching parallel. You're okay. Uh, but it's not okay <laughs> when Hank is. Across. Yeah, it's not okay when Hank Azaria himself is doing a poo, though. No. Even no. he agrees with that. So right. uh, no more a poo. Although. No more poo. When they have they had any new episodes since that change with a poo in them? I wonder because I didn't know what they were going to do. Are they going to hire somebody? Oh, that's a good question. I have not seen a poo in any recent episodes of The Simpsons. Hmm. I try to keep up because I still like it, and I don't care who tells me I'm wrong. I still like The Simpsons a lot. Yeah. Last last season was very funny. I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, here's one about a pit bull and a pig. So strap strap in, strap in. Yeah, strap in. Yeah, sure. What happens when a pit bull and a pig hang out for a while? They become best friends. They just don't know that they're a pit bull and a pig. They're just sisters, says Jessica Overlook. Overlock? Overlock. Overlock. That's a great Marvel <laughs> villain name, isn't it? Overlock. It is, or a um, a World of Warcraft spell. Uh, oh. All right, call, cast Overlock, and um, and then we'll take on the boss. Yeah, you need to do Overlock right as they transition the two tanks. Okay, ready? <laughs> Phase, two. Phase two, make sure you uh, hit Overlock. Yeah. <laughs> What's your cooldown on Overlock? <laughs> oh, it's still uh, five minutes. minutes. Oh, shoot. Okay, well, let's try it without it, I guess. Mm. <laughs> wipe it up. Wipe it up. Uh, anyway, Penelope Rose, the potbelly pig, is laid back with a pink painted uh, with pink painted nails. Ruby Sue, the pit bull, is the big sister who just loves people. By the way, every pit bull I've ever met personally loves people. I've never met a mean pit bull ever. No. Not once. No. I don't know what that's about. I don't know why they're banned in Europe. I don't understand. 
Every pit bull it's, I've ever known or seen or petted have been the the happiest. It's just been a product of the owners of, of uh, ownership who mistreats them and and treats them with the intent of making them uh, fight. Do you it's think, unfortunate. Do you think like in the UK they ban them not because they're that way naturally, but because they have the potential for it and that's enough for them to ban them? Because you can't have them over there. Remember, uh, who was it? Uh, yeah. Patrick Stewart they, had they, to get You couldn't have him here for a while in Denver, actually. Oh, really? Might even know. be parts of Denver you're still not allowed to have a pit bull. I wonder if that's true here. A, Stafford, a Staffordshire Terrier is there. Mm. I mean, would you? I mean, I'd get a pit bull if I was... I would absolutely get a yeah. pit bull. It's, it's not that they have a propensity for that, for aggressive behavior. It's, you know, it's purely put on the owners who mistreat them to get them aggressive. And Well, those owners are boners. Ah! Yeah. They are. They are. They're boners. Right. All right. Uh, Penelope anyway, Rose. So these two get oh, along. Yeah, they eat together. They go outside and play and go to the bathroom together. <laughs> <clears throat> That's how you know true love is there when they're pooping together. Yes. Sadly, their owner passed away recently and they had to find a new home. The Overlock family uh, couldn't keep up with the pair because they have their own pets, so they searched for days for a home willing to keep them. Uh, the one thing they, that I promised the little girl who lost her dad... Uh, that we are going to find a home for them forever, said Overlock. I'll I'll get you, Spider-Man, said Overlock. <laughs> I just can't take it seriously as a name. I'm sorry. No, I know. It does feel like... Uh... <laughs> it's just such a... Bitten by a radioactive master lock. Overlock got his powers and wreaked havoc across the city. Bill Winterstream was just trying to open his his long-term storage when, the, <laughs> when he was That's bit right. by the lock. Oh, Tina confirms. Yeah, pit bulls are banned in Denver County. Oh, I didn't know that. But you're not. In, yeah. Are you in Denver County? No, we're in Jefferson County. So All we right. could have a pit bull, and I totally would have a pit bull there. They're sweet. Yeah. And I, I would not too. name it Spuds McKenzie. No. Wait, were those pit bulls? Mm-hmm. No, those were something else. Those weren't pit bulls. Spuds McKenzie. Those... I thought was a pit bull. No, Spuds McKenzie. They're the ones with that weird big potato head. Um. Oh. Is it oh, a pit? Here, Dice Tomato says that wasn't a pit. I thought he was. He wasn't. A, I guess he wasn't. Spuds was not a pit. A bull. bull. She was a bull terrier, but I guess not a pit bull terrier. Yeah, those are different. Pit bulls are okay. uh, bull terriers are not tiny, but they're smaller, and they got that big misshapen head. And English then, bull terrier. Okay. Oh, okay. So it's kind of like um, French bulldogs versus like the big normal bulldogs, or or like a. Uh, Labrador Retrievers versus Golden Retrievers. Oh, Part yeah, of the yeah. same family, but not uh, um, not the same. Okay. I always thought, uh, for whatever reason, I always thought Spuds McKenzie was a pit bull. Oh, huh. and I know I know everyone's mad at me because, <laughs> I don't know why they're mad at me, but I get I got some emails. People are mad because my in-laws are, are breeding dogs, and they are, hmm. oh, shoot, what are they? Labradoodles? Anyway, it's okay if you're breeding them for food, though, right? Yeah, if you're just eating them, it's fine. <laughs> um, there you go. Send your emails to me now. <laughs> we call that a redirection. Uh, another thing I would do during the raid, but anyway, um, or misdirection. That's what I meant. But anyway, if um, uh, so, I understand that a lot of people don't like that. Uh, I'm not even. I'm not saying one way or the other whether I endorse it or not. But I can tell you this: they have one of the little puppies that they're keeping and his name is I forgot anyway it's a little boy puppy and he's only about this big right now about the size of a, like an, a, an extremely large potato and what an adorable freaking dog oh my gosh I understand <clears throat> like it or not the world of breeding 
This is the most adorable, snuggable, hold it all day, beautiful little puppy. Oh my gosh. I just want to just eat him. He's just so, he's so cute. <laughs> I forgot his name though. Steve will remind me when he hears the show. Yeah. All I'm right. I'm curious. I want to see. I want to see photos. I want to see the pictures that, uh, oh yeah, Tay did um, the Taylor took. Yeah. I'll, I'll send you a link. I'll find those. And, and, and you people, by the way, you people, who are you calling you people? People visiting my island, by the way, you guys are all awesome. Somebody brought, I don't know if somebody brought me a bunch of stars that I forgot to pick up from the coastline because I did go to an island where there were some shooting stars last night. So I think somebody brought me, basically brought me all the stars from the beach so that uh, from your beach people wouldn't take them from my own beach. Mm. But other people are dropping off bags of money. You guys are, you guys are, or bags of bells. Sorry, bags of bells. Wow. What, in exchange for what? What are you guys taking? I don't know. It's because it's like if you're. I hope you're not selling your turnips on my island because uh, you're absolutely taking a bath on those since mine are like seventy three right now. Essential Tremor says the dog's name is Alejandro. Very well done. <laughs> <laughs> Nicely done, Essential Tremor. Oh my gosh! All right, we're gonna take a break. When we come back, it's time for what are we even doing today? Oh yeah, we're gonna have Bill here. Bill took part in a, a protest this weekend, and we're gonna hear about it. Oh, cool. I'm excited to talk to him. And uh, I haven't talked to Jury at all, so I have no idea what we're talking to him about, but probably something either sad or political. I don't know. One of those. (laughs) (laughs) Something like that. You aren't mutually exclusive these days, Scott. (laughs) Nope. You're not wrong about that. All right. We're going to take a break, though, play a little song, and then we'll be back. What are we playing? We are playing uh, a cover in the middle of the show, Scott, a cover, but it's an Indie in the Middle cover, so it fits. It ticks all the boxes. Um, this is a cover that was put together in collaboration between Hatchie, I think a performer that I've played on the show before, and The Pains of Being Pure at Heart, which is a band I know we've played on the show before. They've gotten together to release an EP, double-sided EP, which is really just two singles that they're selling together. I don't know if you can get this on a A-side, B-side kind of uh, device. But um, on side one, they cover uh, Jesus and Mary Chains, Sometimes Always, which was one of my favorite Jesus and Mary Chain songs from the '90s. This is a uh, one I totally remember. Hmm. Um, and it was a it was a cover that they did with um, Hope Sandoval from the band Mazzy Star back in I want to say '93. Oh, haven't 90. heard haven't heard the name Mazzy Star in a while. That's cool. yeah, it's another and another great voice in uh, in music. Yeah. Anyway, they just released this. Um, it is available right now. The single is "Sometimes Always." Here are Hatchy and the Pains of Being Pure at Heart with "Sometimes Always." Don't 
Hey, you guys. What's going on? You being stuck home? You've been stuck home, haven't you? A lot of you have. I know that's kind of a pain to be stuck home, but you probably don't think much about your internet privacy and your own home network. At work, they just take care of it. The IT people do it, right? But at home, you got to worry about it more. Well, fire up incognito mode on your browser and no one can even see what you're doing, right? Wrong. Even in incognito mode on a browser, your online activity can still be traced. Even if you clear your browsing history, your internet service provider can see every single website you've ever visited. That's why, even when I'm home, I never go online without using ExpressVPN. It makes sure your ISP can't see what sites you visit. Instead, your internet connection is rerouted through ExpressVPN's secure servers. Each ExpressVPN server has an IP address that's shared amongst thousands of users. That means everything you do is anonymized. It can't be traced back to you. ExpressVPN also encrypts 100% of your data and best-in-class encryption, so your information is always protected. Use the internet with confidence with your computer, tablet, or smartphone. They've got you covered on every device. Simply tap one button and you're protected. ExpressVPN is the fastest and most trusted VPN on the market. It's rated number one by CNET, Wired, The Verge, and more. I really like it. It's super easy to use. Like you say, one click and you're in. Piece of cake. If you're tired of the man tracking you, consider it. So protect your online activity today with the VPN that I trust to secure my privacy. Visit my special link at expressvpn.com slash TMS and you can get an extra three months free. That's a one-year package. That's E-X-P-R-E-S-S expressvpn.com slash TMS expressvpn.com slash TMS and learn more. Wait a minute. This vine shouldn't be sticking to my hand. It's not a vine. Any attempt to tamper with the machine will destroy their minds. The Morning Stream. Don't worry about him. Worry about me. We're back, everybody. <clears throat> Welcome back to the show. Yeah. That was short and sweet. I liked that a lot. That was good. Mm-hmm. Very, very good. Oh, I'll tell make, them, I'll tell make up for it with a longer uh, song at the end. How's oh, okay. That? That's cool. Tell them the uh, name again so that we uh, get the Absolutely. Uh, Sometimes Always is the name of the song and the single. You can find both songs on that. And the artists are Hatchy and the Pains of Being Pure at Heart. Nice. Hatchy is spelled just like you would think it would be spelled. H A. Uh, H-A-T-C-H-I-E. Hatchy. I get it. Hatchy. Like trying to mm-hmm. open the hatchy on Lost. I get it. <laughs> Check this out. Your bat Desmond cave smells very there, hatchy. Bill. Yes, there's something very hatchy about the odor that's coming out of here. Uh, hi, Bill. How are you, Bill? Good morning. I am doing all right. Hey, look. Uh, this is exciting because um, Bill usually comes on Tuesdays and in, in, <laughs> in more normal times we talk about all the cool stuff he's making with printers and laser cutters and and his own hands and everything else. And uh, he'd be pr- probably talking about what he's going to do at Dragon Con this year. And, you know, mm-hmm. we'd be doing all those things. But instead, given the times are in, I understand you attended a protest this weekend. I did, yeah. Tell me about this uh, because uh, sir- S- Seattle has been smeared all over the, the, uh, the, the news as being one of the hotter, rougher spots for clashes yes. with police. However, uh, where you went was a little different. So I'm super curious was- about all this. 
it was it was much much different and and i did make something out of foam last week i made a black lives matter sign out of a floor mat because of course that's how i'm gonna make of course plus probably more what more durable if it rained it wouldn't it wouldn't ruin it or smear it or anything Uh, it it, it floats yeah Mm -hmm. it's a, 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 a a flotation device you know so many uses nice that's important yeah, very cool. So anyway, uh, yeah, um, like a lot of folks, we were inspired to, to go out and, and have our voices heard. Um, but like you said, everything we've seen on TV and Twitter makes the idea of going to a protest, specifically the one in Seattle, sound very scary, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm not afraid to admit how afraid I was about attempting something like that. Uh, but that doesn't mean... You have to do that to make your voice heard. In fact, there's many, many other ways, uh, including going going out to a march in your community, which is what we did. Mm-hmm. So we went to a Black Lives Matter march on Friday. This was my very first protest. Oh, first uh, ever of all time, eh? Cool. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm sure I've done something in the past similar, but this was like the, no, we're doing this. We are, we are, we are making it making a, a thing of this yeah plus that would have been like college and it was all about getting free weed or something like that probably but, yeah, right that's why you don't remember uh, it <laughs> yeah so there, so there's there's the protests where it's like a bunch of people in one area in the city who are making their voice heard but there's always like there's also like rallies and marches and this was really a march we started in one place and we marched through a place and made our voices heard the whole way uh and there are protests like that happening in smaller towns all around Seattle and other large cities. Ours was in Renton, Washington. Um, it was about 20 minutes from our house. Uh, so we, we went and picked up our employee page. Uh, Brittany and I and the three of us, the whole Punish Props team went down to, uh, we went to the shop, made our signs, and we went to Renton and uh, met up with everyone. Uh, and this is what it looked like. I want to share what it what the experience was for me because I want other folks to know that this is probably what it's going to be like if you go do this in your town. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, I realize I live in Seattle, and your town might be very different than Seattle. So mm-hmm. there's that's out there too. Our reception was wonderful. The actual march, we met at a shopping plaza. It was in the afternoon, around 1 p.m. There were probably a couple hundred uh, people there. It was organized by other folks, uh, Black Lives Matter um, organizers, are putting these things on. We found it on Facebook. It was very well organized. Lots of really good information on the event. So if everyone knew what to bring and how to stay safe. Mm-hmm. Uh, when we got there, what they uh, tell you a, to bring? Curious, like what what uh, what's on that list of things for protesters to bring? Um, I mean, there's tons and tons of stuff, and I don't have a list in front of me. But just in general, stuff to stay safe for the pandemic, stuff to stay hydrated, stuff to be able to communicate and uh, eat, mm-hmm. those sorts of things. Gotcha. Okay, that's what, um, I, that's what I figured. It was like a you know, bring bottle or bring water and make sure you got a mask. Yeah, and, yeah. There's a different list if you're going to the one in Seattle. It's just a very different list. <laughs> mm. no, uh, and I, and I am not as much of an issue in Seattle. No, 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 no. <laughs> but also the one specifically on Capitol Hill, you would want to bring a lot more personal protective equipment. Yeah. Uh, but uh, and I have friends who are and 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 they're amazing uh, heroes. So good on them for for fighting the fight up there. But we did the fight in Renton. We met at a at a, at a fitness place. Uh, there were lots of small groups, like uh, like families or small groups of friends, you could tell. And people were extremely aware of the pandemic. Almost everyone had a mask on. We wore our respirators, like from the shop. I even trimmed off my beard so it would work properly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So I've looked like a, a wow. baby boy now who's trying to grow an old man's beard. Yeah. Wow. 
<laughs> oh, I can't even imagine. Did you keep the mustache though? Uh, just a little bit of the goatee. Oh, okay. that'll work. That'll work inside of a respirator. But. Yeah, that's true. I've seen, uh, lot- yeah, so I've seen a lot of people with a lot of Seattle-style beards, and I'm like, oh, you guys need to trim those gotta, up just a little bit. Yeah. The beards to yeah. make the respirator work. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so anyway, everyone like like pandemic. Obviously, it's a risk. You go out outside; it's a risk. It felt a lot like, like if you've been in a Costco recently, it probably felt a lot like that, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Where everyone's aware, you're in a space near one another, and everyone's aware, but everyone's giving each other plenty of space, and everyone was very kind to one another. It was really, really nice. Yeah, uh, the whole like I said, a couple hundred people is a procession. We just we just ended up marching through several neighborhoods. It was the kind of neighborhood that looked an awful lot like the neighborhood I live in and I grew up in. If you can imagine, it was pretty nice. Uh, in fact, we marched past April's old house. Oh, really? Yes. <laughs> like, so wow. I want I want folks who look like me to realize that's the neighborhood we were walking through. We weren't walking through. Uh, marches are happening in all kinds of neighborhoods, but the one we went to was folks like me. Uh, and the reception was wonderful. The vibe was terrific. Uh, the organizers were leading chants, so we just followed along, held our signs, and um, tried to be as loud as possible. Is there much of a police presence on your march at all? Hardly at all. Yeah. Mostly just to direct oh. traffic. Yeah. 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 That's good. And no one was yelling at him. No one was throwing anything at him. Like I said, very different vibe here. Very different. Sure, vibe. sure. Yeah. I, uh, uh, it, it does. That, there are a lot of these little, like, sub, not sub protests, but, you know, ones that aren't in major metro areas yep. that happen, and they don't get covered. You know, nobody's watching and those. That, and that's why that's why I'm here sharing my story because odds are if you're like me and you're going to go out to one of these things you're going to probably have an experience like me. I can't promise on no one's going to tear gas you. Can't promise that. <laughs> yeah, but I can't say nobody tear gas me. I, what, yeah. Was that your wife laughing at you in the background just now? That was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so like Brit, yeah. It did sound um, like Brit. You made her laugh. Well done. Yeah. So all right. So we, we finished up. Uh the vibe was really terrific. Lots of anger. Sure. I was angry too, but mostly love and support. And here's the thing that really got me. We're walking through these houses, and this is someone's neighborhood, right? Mm-hmm. Sure. Uh the people in those houses, I didn't count, but it seemed like most of them were really excited to see us. People honking, waving from the windows. Um, people coming out into their front lawns with their own signs, cheering us on, bringing out food and water or leaving food and water on their front lawn. Um, people joining so many people just really running out of their houses and joining the March. It was, it was beautiful. It was, it was just a lot of people telling their neighbors how much they care about a marginalized group of folk that really need our help right now. And it was one of the most beautiful experiences of my life. Uh, we ended at a park. Uh, a few people got up and said some things, and then we knelt in silence for eight and a half minutes, which if you haven't done that, I recommend you do it because it's a long ass time and it's a long time to think about a lot of things you should think about. Mm-hmm. So we did that and then we walked back to our cars and that was it. Um, and, and it was and we went home and now we're making sure we don't uh, go out and we're self-quarantining and going to stay safe for a couple weeks and probably get a coronavirus test at some point but other than that we feel really fantastic about the entire experience yeah that's not a bad idea go and get it just a, a yeah, just well, might test. as well yeah a lot of cities are doing this thing where um free corona tests for people who are protesting like sure, just basically yeah. um you know I don't, I don't know how long you need to wait though 
I think a day, the next day might be too soon, but you're, yeah, you're saying like in a week or something. You're gonna, yeah, yeah. This was on Friday. So mm-hmm. sometime mm-hmm. this weekend, I may, I may scoot out and do that. And then, and then next week, I can tell you all about that. Although I bet Justin's already told you about his experience. Well, not yet. He's, he's, uh, he's after you. Yeah. So we're about well, to he, find he out. He went, he got, uh, I believe he went and got tested. Oh, he did. Uh, a week or two ago. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh he sh- hasn't told us about it yet. So yeah, we'll have to hit him. Are up you telling that. me he was on here last week and he didn't tell us about that? Cause I, I'm going to have I, words. I I, th- I think he went and got tested. Okay. I'm not sure, but you'd have to ask him. All right, I'm going to completely hold you to that. <laughs> there are many things that jury needs to be tested for. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. just just one, one this of the things. One, one one of many things. Yeah. <laughs> Keep going back. Uh, well, that's that's really cool, dude. And I and yeah. Also, if you do get the test, I uh, I'm, I hope it's 100 percent negative and uh, and uh, that you guys get a. I don't yeah. know a chance to maybe do that again. It seems like a cool thing, and you're in the you're in an area like a where positive experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Cool. Oh, we'll do it again for sure. Yeah, yeah. that's awesome. Uh, do you? Um, was I gonna? Oh, I was gonna ask. Hey, this is just a Scott question. Okay, go for it. Not really. Doesn't pertain to the very important reason people are protesting. It doesn't pertain to the greater questions we are asking about our society right now. Mm-hmm. I just want to know. Was it just a lot of, was there a lot of BO going on? Was everybody? Uh, so Scott. Yeah. What did I have on my face the whole time? Just kidding. Uh, you had a mask. <laughs> you had a mask on. I had a respirator on, Scott. Oh, respirator, right. So you couldn't tell right. if everybody tell. was reasty. Okay. All right. Yep. That's fine. I, uh, mm-hmm. I, I, you know, my whole thing with giant crowds is the first thing I think is, oh man, look at that show of solidarity. And then the second thing I think is, I'll bet that stinks. I'll bet everybody <laughs> stinks. You know. That might be that might become kind of a common thing for like when we go to cons and stuff. Once things start opening up and people are going to cons, we are going to be wanting to wear masks occasionally, especially if there are recent spikes of uh, corona. Uh, so maybe that'll actually help with uh, con funk. Maybe, and you won't smell there all the go. the stinkers next to you. Absolutely. I love the word "reesty." I'm glad I got to use it today. I love that word. <laughs> All right, uh, Bill Duran. Um, uh, anything else going on this week that uh, we should let people know about before we let you? Sure. Go? Just just my my maker recommendation for for if if the Black Lives Matter cause uh, is one you're strongly behind as I am, then you're looking for a way to use your voice. There are a lot of ways to do it, including marching, but also you know donating, sharing, emailing, um, or sending letters to elected officials, which I've been doing a lot this week. Um, there are a lot of ways you can make your voice heard and I implore folks to go out and find a way that works the best for them. Yeah, there's uh, you're right. There are a lot. Um, it is often easy to think that writing your congressperson is a waste of time. Like they're just not mm-hmm. going to see it or their staff just puts it in a hole and sends you a form letter reply. And maybe that's true. Mm-hmm. But if you do enough of if enough people yeah. do that, it's they can't ignore yeah, the influx. It creates pressure. It yeah. creates pressure, and the and the even the people we, whose houses we marched past who did not poke their heads out and did not wave or bring us food, right? Mm-hmm. They saw us and they heard us, right? Yeah. And they may have emailed or called their representatives, and that's more pressure. And yeah. that's how this whole thing is supposed to work. And I think that's beautiful. I do too. Uh, it's builderandpunishprops.com, and uh, right now I'd especially recommend following him on Twitter because you're going to see a lot of this stuff there. That's chin beard, chin mm-hmm. beard, which is now a shorter, more respirator friendly beard, but chin yes. beard nonetheless. <laughs> Bill Duran, have a fantastic week and um, uh, proud of you, dude. That one, I'm glad you did that. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Take it easy. I say that like I'm his dad or something. I'm proud of you, son. 
<laughs> you did good out there. Well done. All right. Nice. Good job. Good job. Your dad's proud of you. Now come watch the game with me. All right. Brian? Yes, sir. Uh, what now? Oh, uh, jury. I'm a little thrown off from the day because we missed yesterday and I keep thinking it's Monday, but. I know it does. It does uh, <clears throat> throw things off. Kind of weird me out, but we'll we'll figure it out. Okay, we're gonna call Justin. We're gonna talk to him, and I'm gonna play his intro, and it goes like this. These are their stories. No, no, diddly, diddly. Oh, I'm terrible with names. I'm terrible with most names, but not this name. The name is Justin Robert Young. He joins us now, and he only has to answer one question for us, Justin, and that is: Is it true that you got coronavirus tested, COVID nineteen tested, and how did it go? I good? did. Oh. I did. Uh, I can't believe I didn't talk about it. I feel like, I don't know. I talked about lot, so I think much we had stuff. a lot to talk about last week. Yeah. Think, There's uh, so much stuff. I mean, it wasn't yeah. even last week. It was like three weeks ago. Oh, um, wow. All right. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, uh, Oakland out here uh, did a, uh, they started doing free testing. And so I had no reason to think that I did have the coronavirus, but I did want to. Um, yeah, I, I just wanted to prove that I could do it and that it was easy. And so I did. And I, I social media about it and, uh, and I'm clean. Ah, of course, that was three weeks ago. So you never know now. But, yeah, that's but true. Then I was clean. So tell me about the actual everyone. Whenever I see video of this, it seems like the most horrific thing jammed up your nose ever. Is it different now? Like what, what, what did they do well, for your test? There are different tests. Um, that is the test. Yeah. Yeah, That is the test. That was the first one. Um, there are different versions now. Uh, I was hoping it was that one because it would have made better social media content. (laughs) (laughs) Like I was there for like, I've done human blockheads. So like, I know what it's like to have a, of a nail jammed up your nose. I was like, kind of hoping that I could sell that and, and uh, it would be funny to see a cotton swab jammed up my nose. But uh, no, this was easy, easy peasy. They mm. just uh, like front of the nostril. That's it. It was like you were trying to clean boogers out of your uh, out of your nose with a with a, before with a, a ear swab. Yeah, right, just a little like little dust up before a speech. Yeah. <laughs> well, wait. So and then the, it, and then they got they got my my tongue and I did a uh, uh, choke like a like a dog. Oh, did you on, gag on, on not with the same uh, the swab cotton. that they just used on your nose though, right? No, they give you. Yeah, they're like like oh, and that was just to show that they mean <laughs> business and nobody nobody gets in their way. No. <laughs> all right, so uh, all right, so that doesn't sound too unpleasant. I've been considering doing the same thing just for the heck of it. Uh, Utah's having a pretty massive spike at the moment, and um, it's being attributed to. Um, a lot of people, and I saw them on the road, so I knew this was happening, but a lot of people took Memorial Day as a sign of, we're all, we're back to it, baby. And I saw people with their four-wheelers heading down the highway. I saw people with their boats all ramped up and ready to go. Like, we are a big weekend recreation state. We've got lakes in every direction that you could all drive to in no time flat. And uh, rivers and campsites and, you know, all sorts of places. And now I think we're paying for it a little bit. Well, I... Let me just say this. There's been some frustrating stuff in terms of some of the reporting on this for me. Um, please don't look at raw cases. If you see, oh, my God, our raw cases are way up. Please pay attention to how much more everybody is testing. Mm-hmm. That doesn't necessarily mean that there's a gigantic spread right now. What you really want to look at is the percentage of the positive of, tests. Exactly. Um, yeah, tests are going up across the board everywhere. People are getting 
the availability is way higher than it was yeah. before and so yes because now it, like what it should show you what that number should show you is how much more there would have been if we would have had larger testing available sooner we have it now so it's like it very much frustrates me when we don't pay attention to the percentage of positive tests and instead look at just raw cases and the, and then the headline is like gigantic spike and it's like yes we're testing more and so we're finding more yeah um <clears throat> that's true that, it's 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 hard to actually f here's the problem so what what data should people be looking for because percentage of positive tests how many tests are being done and then how what is the percentage of the positivity nationwide it's around five so if you're lower than five then you're lower than the national average if you're higher than five then you're higher than so not contagion rate that's different right yeah so right now utah's got a contagion rate well of contagion rate is is how much on average somebody is spreading to somebody else uh -huh. and even then that's dependent on the testing so like to me the the only thing that i really took seriously before was deaths because you know that's pretty indisputable mm -hmm. um even if you want to say that we're over uh uh we're, we're overzealous in terms of who we're classifying as a COVID. Exactly. Death. Right. Yeah. Whether it was At caused by COVID least, or they just happened to have COVID when they died. Yeah. And that's fine. Because, Whatever. Yeah. You can you can have your d disputes about that, but that is pretty concrete. Someone's dead. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> now that we have, uh, you know, we're doing a ridiculous amount of testing uh, and a lot of it's free and it's not just for people that are you know now you can be like eh, i'm kind of worried and just get one as opposed to before where it was like you had to a doctor had to okay it um i think it's it's uh, uh better to look at the the percentage but unfortunately now we've just like i mean we just can't have nice things no 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 we're all we're all done world. with nice things yep we like have to take now it now it's like not only not only do we have the testing we wanted mm -hmm. right but now we're at the phase where we're already pre-mad at each other on political lines based on who caused the second wave that hasn't happened yet yeah oh yeah like now people are like or even even just what you said where it's like you know for all we know like in utah i have no idea whether or not you know, that was caused by a bunch of people going out and voting. Theoretically, uh, the, being... the report that I saw this morning said that um, based on the date, they're saying it was stuff that happened around Mother's Day is what caused the current spikes in Arizona and Utah. Yeah. And that's and that to me would be more like a bunch of people being with families and getting older people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Correct. And there was like, a lot of that's, that. And yeah. that's not a lot of like, oh, we went out on the boat no no right, you're you're, right. you're totally right it's it's hard to pinpoint just one thing the actual so here's a statement from uh utah public health official i can't find her name but she's the one that's sort of been the spokesperson for this whole thing here locally gets up with the yeah. governor and stuff she says utah is seeing a statewide sharp spike in covid19 cases uh the sharp spike is not explained easily by a single outbreak or increase in testing this is a statewide trend so they're still kind of in the we don't know why mode, but they don't think it's simply, hey, we're testing more, so therefore we have more cases. So who knows? I don't know. Um, yeah. We're just well, I'm just saying keep an eye on it because I don't know. I'm not really well versed on the Utah thing. I do know that in general it's like 
you know, we had a thing in Alameda County, which is uh, where I live in Oakland. And it was like, oh, like Alameda County is like a, a big spike in cases. And it's like, yeah, because we were the first county to go to ubiquitous testing. Mm -hmm. Like, and and it frustrates me when that is like not a it's just the raw case number to me is just a a, a borderlining on scaremongering. Um, I think it depends like on the spike, sad. right? The spike, if the mm -hmm. spike is commensurate with the increase in testing, well, then you go, it's easier to say, well, then, oh, okay, well, we've increased but, testing. But that's, therefore... but that's why I'm saying percentage of positive. Right, right, like right. Percentage right, right. positive, that's, that, sh that should tell you that. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, so, you know, and it's also easy to sit back and go, oh, do you see these videos from Vegas this week? These people are just all over the place. No one's wearing masks. Those casinos full. What are you doing? And then it's easy to go, Okay, see you in two weeks, giant spike in Nevada. But I don't know. Do we know? We don't know. We don't know. We don't know anything. We don't know. And, oh, and, no, no, no. and, and now, it's and then it's like, everywhere oh. else because it's yeah. going to be other people what? coming to Vegas right. and taking the spike <laughs> back. Taking it home, or yeah. no, it was, it was two weeks ago with the ding-dongs in the pool. Remember the yeah. ding-dongs yeah. in the pool? In like, the Ozarks. Yeah, yeah. the Ozarks. Yeah, yeah, the Lake of the Ozarks or whatever. Like, everybody was freaked out because a bunch of a bunch of flipper doodles were in the pool together <laughs> and we were like ah that's it the plague is back thanks to the jersey shore uh, midwest edition uh, uh right. that needed a fist pump and uh you know i don't know anything else was going to be gross so yeah, uh, i get you like i, I do you. like flipper doodles though yeah flipper yeah. doodles is good it's a good you know term. i i i just uh uh let's we're still in a pandemic. We're also in a period of great civil unrest. Yes, people are very excited to get out of their houses. Yes, people are very excited to go out and protest. Can we at least just pay attention to what the numbers say before we just pre-blame based on our current political uh, ideology? I like, would love that, but I, I'm, I'm afraid that neither of us will get that wish. I feel like it's just. Well, I don't. I mean, like, I that's not going to stop me from loudly wishing it. Yeah, and no, no. Shaming yeah, right. people you're that right. I know for not doing it. Yeah, we should. <laughs> because, I'm, I'm like, with you there. I'm all you we there. did, all we did is say, listen to the science. Let's listen to the science. Let's listen to the science. Can we please listen to the science? Who's listening to the science? You're not listening to the science the way that the science dictates that scientifically we should be listening to the science. Uh, and now it's like, all right, let's keep that same energy. Like, you know, right now, the WHO, the World Health Organization, said yesterday that asymptomatic spread is something that is very, very rare. Yeah, I saw that. Now, we don't know whether or not that's the case. Right. We know that the WHO said it. I've got my I, I've got my questions about the, the, the here, uh, here, that check swing. I've got my questions about <laughs> the WHO throughout this entire situation, so I don't know exactly how much I trust them, but it is a vector to think about mm -hmm. it's a vector mm -hmm. to understand yeah and and now i think we should we should be seeing something from the cdc saying whether or not uh, uh, asymptomatic spread is very rare as the who said if that's the case then a lot of the issues that we have now could be solved by getting your temperature checked at the door mm -hmm. yeah. you know yeah like you might be right. I mean, you probably are. Right. Isn't that happened? By the way, so all the Vegas things I've seen are people running around inside a casino. But I think they're doing that. One, that's one of the things that's happening outside a casino. You don't get in without the scan. Like mm -hmm. that's it's, right. it's 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 one step. I know it's not the end all step, obviously, but 
they're not, you know, they're, nobody's talking about that. They may be really effective, certainly with people who are symptomatic. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Again, it's like, look, Vegas was always going to open because it's a gambling town, baby. And yeah. there's going to be some people who want to roll the dice. Yeah. But uh, 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 beyond that, there is a chance that this is less of the kind of issue that we initially thought that made it uniquely dangerous. Mm -hmm. The asymptomatic spread was what made COVID uniquely dangerous. Yeah. Um, that's what makes and it. That's, that's what they keep calling it. A uh, what do they call it? Uh, a what do they call it? The virus is a virus, a blank virus, a a novel novel. The novel, novel virus. That's the novel part, right? Because we don't. It's super. Uh, oh, I don't. Isn't that it? I I don't. I don't know. I actually don't know what what <laughs> the, the particular know. virologist. Because uh, here's the thing, Scott. Uh, 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 a week ago, I actually transferred careers from professional virologist <laughs> to professional uh, protest analyst. So, like, that's that was in a former career two oh, weeks I ago. Oh, I see. Two weeks ago. Who knows what you'll yeah. be in two weeks? Jeez. I might eventually go back to being a professional political analyst. Yeah. But uh, uh, right now, I'm a professional there's, protest and, and riot There's analyst. more demand for that right now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Novel does uh, yeah. mean new. Oh, no, yeah. Uh, no, sorry. Wait, no. I'm a professional police reform uh, 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 analyst. Oh that's, gosh, that's that was a quick, now, yeah. quick jump. Yeah, all right, that's fine. Um, uh, yeah, confirmed by the chat room. No, novel means new. So N new. Okay, so mm -hmm. that kind of works. It's it's new. Well, that yeah, it means new. It doesn't mean necessarily like super dangerous. Yeah. Like, no, 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 no. Just new is in like uh, un, like we're still learning stuff about it. Yeah, that's true. Nouveau, nouveau. Yeah, virus. yeah. Nouveau novel virus. is when you underline it, and and a short story is when you put quotes around it. <laughs> Uh, that sounds about right. Well, okay. Actually, I have a question about that. Uh, yeah. This kind of a hard... Is, are these hard turns for you? Like, just just from an insider view of a guy who usually covers politics and, and yeah. does so because you enjoy the game of it and you like to call, call it from, you know, kind of a more center position and not really get all too involved in in what side is saying what more, like what's the game look like, where are we headed, how's this going to turn out? you've had to make these hard turns is that i mean i have to imagine that's like jarring right like it's not easy you're you, you can't be a thing you're like oh i can't wait to have to switch the whole conversation around to this other thing now that i don't really have a lot of expertise in or that i've got to get all super smart on or whatever and invite a bunch of angry people because they'll perceive it as taking sides or whatever you know like is that yeah what, what, I, I'll, I'll quit saying it for you but what is all that like Oh, terrifying. It yeah. sucks. It sucks. It's awful. It's the worst. Uh, uh, you know, uh, among the bad things that happen during a pandemic and global strife, uh, it ranks fairly low on the complaints, right? Mm -hmm. But in general, uh, you know, it sucked being a virologist and and then having to navigate the fact that we had a particularly chaotic political world but it was all the stuff that i hate mm -hmm. it's all the like what did trump tweet today stupid stuff that yeah. i really don't like yeah um and then now you know i did feel compelled i felt compelled during the coronavirus to just do the hyperbole free coronavirus update where i literally just said numbers and really the thought that i had was to do especially at, at the opening and closing of things to do uh Think of it like like the snow report when it snowed for schools and stuff like that. And it was just like on the news. It was like 
this school is closed and this school is closed and this school's doing reduced hours and the banks are closed. Like that's what I wanted to do as the nation was closing down. And then as it was reopening to just kind of give baseline facts as well as like just baseline numbers without getting into the, the minutia of how and why and stuff like that. Let's just let people know the facts and then they can take those facts wherever they want. And then with the police, uh, stuff i i did an episode on police brutality and i did research into what i thought were uh reforms that made sense to me and the episode by and large i mean it's probably been the most shared episode that i've done um at least anecdotally that i've noticed in in social media it's also gotten me you know the most uh angry well not well, I got one really passioned, angry email. Maybe oh. passioned response. Yeah, one really angry email, and then another, and then I got a bunch of cops. A bunch of cops contacted me, including one that I uh, went back and forth with. So, uh, uh, and then that their point of view was on the next episode. Um, but yeah, it it's uncomfortable. It was very uncomfortable for me because I'm not that I'm not that guy. Um. I'm I'm flattered that people think I have a point of view that can talk about this in a way that is constructive, but there are elements of either through historical knowledge or I just feel like I have a better read on politics that I kind of feel comfortable just sort of letting things fly. And that was not the case with the coronavirus. That's not the case with police brutality. Mm -hmm. Like that's something that I need to read, research and write down um, before I say a single word. Right. That's, that sounds hard to me. Uh, it's mm -hmm. been, you know, we talked about last week, we talked about how comedy is harder during this. Like a lot of things are harder. Um, yeah. You know, for Brian and I, it's been harder not to do the show, but just, you know, this stuff's going to come up. Like, for now and for who knows how long, like Bill's segment isn't about him making stuff. It's about Bill's passion for the Black Lives Matters movement. And yeah, that's okay. Like we've we've had to just kind of shift gears a little bit in a lot of ways, a lot of different ways. And in some ways it's been nice because we haven't had to. We can still find the funny. We're still finding, you know, the ridiculous mm -hmm. and talking about it and whatever. But you know, it's it woe is us content creators who are independent and can do what they you know, do this thing right now during all of this. I'm not trying to say anyone should feel bad for any of us. I'm just saying these are interesting challenges that I don't think any of us thought we had to deal with like a year ago. No, I mean, the world's in pain. Yeah. The world was in pain with the virus and the world was in pain with, uh, you know, our, our understanding of what's happening in the black community now inflamed uh, uh, beyond its regular state. And uh, that's... You know, comedy is not just about the comedian. Comedy is about the audience. Mm -hmm. And the funniest comic on the planet will tell you that sometimes you walk into an audience and you just know they suck. And it could be for a billion different reasons, but it's harder to win them back. Right. You know, uh, conversely, sometimes the audience is delighted. Right. I, I remember I was listening to a, a, a Patton Oswald bit where he's talking about going to a casino where the audience was just out of their mind drunk and he got up on stage and literally the audience was just yelling things that he's been in 
and he just talked about the thing like king of queens and he was just like yeah it was great kevin james is nice ratatouille and he just did that and that was he did that for a half hour and left and they gave him a standing ovation oh, wow. like that was that was an audience awesome. that just was very excited to see him yeah. and then he walked off and he got paid an ungodly amount of money because it was at a casino wow uh, but my point is, is that the magic of any kind of communication or art is the the connection between the artist and the audience and like right now it's hard because we know that the audience is in a crazy place yeah. we all are we are the audience for so many other things and and at the same time it it creates these jagged edges where like i was listening to a podcast that i very much enjoy it's a couple of wrestlers they do a show called talk and shop and it didn't mention this at all and it was the first podcast that i think i've listened to that didn't really and i laughed so hard because i forgot what it was like to not have this be at the forefront because so many of the shows that I listen to have, and rightly so, including the ones mm -hmm. that I've done, right? Mm -hmm. Politics, politics, politics had it up front. Night Attack sure. had it up front. Um, but you know, this is this is the this is the way the world goes. It 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 kind of like ebbs and flows, and and it's the job of the artist to kind of guess where the audience is and give them what they want. Yeah. Tricky times. But we're here for you, man. We're here for each other, we're here for the audience, we're here to mm -hmm. do our thing. And we're gonna keep freaking doing it uh, the best we can. Uh, uh, I was wondering if your testing was to say, "Hey, I want to see how I am before maybe uh, we saw maybe a masked Justin Robert Young on the street in Oakland." Is that uh, is that in your future? There, Are you thinking about uh, you know going out there and uh, marching with the people, getting the word on the street, maybe a little interview here and there? I, I, I was just um, a, you know, I've I've been out there. Um, I've been at protests. I mean, there's so many in Oakland. It's kind of hard to even. Uh, uh, not be part of one. Um, yeah, the geography of certain cities is almost like if you live there, you're in it, right? Well, yeah. Depending on where you're at, I guess you're. You know, like here, I for the protests that are happening in Salt Lake, and they're all being peaceful. And I guess last nights or Sunday nights, whatever day it is, today's Tuesday. Uh, they had a huge crowd and virtually no police. I mean, I'm sure there were some there with some traffic stuff, but they. They had no cops anywhere, but as big a group as they had the week previous. So I think that's progress. I don't know what that is. I don't know what to call that. But I didn't go down there because I'm a chicken. <laughs> and I was, <laughs> was kind of nervous to do it. And uh, yeah. also, it seems like they kind of got it under control. And I'm kind of supporting them with my platform best I can here. And and I think that's okay. But I don't know. There's days where I wonder if I ought to, you know, get down there and go with yeah, my daughter. Yeah, you know, um... I know for me, because I talk about politics, I want to be, there's what I want to do personally, and then there's what I want to share on social media. Yeah. Because I have a platform. I have a platform where if anybody really cares about my thoughts and opinions and what I have to say, then I control it. I control what I say. I control how long I go. I control the edit. And I might still misspeak. I might still, you know, ruin everything. But I at least have control in a way that I don't feel like I have control on social media. Mm -hmm. And, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. like, considering where we are in an election year, even if I'm, if I'm at a protest and I'm getting tear gassed, I don't know if I would post about it 
because that's an experience that I want to be there for my community, but it's not something that I want to hand as a political football to, for people to toss around on social media. Like if I want to talk about it, if I want to be, if I want to share that, I've got a whole place If people really care about it. If they really care about my contribution to everything, then PX3 is, is, or night attack or happy hour or my segment on TMS. I am spoiled for choice of places to share it. Mm -hmm. So like, yeah, last Friday I was at a, a, a thing in, in Oakland and, uh, it was really nice. It was really peaceful. I wasn't at the uh, the early ones, largely because, uh, you know, we are still being kind of careful because Ashley's got asthma and and we want to be careful oh, yeah. about COVID stuff. But sure. yeah. but I still I was walking back from a little walk I was taking and I saw a big crowd. I think it was an LGBT uh, uh, PLM thing, and uh, I sat there and listened to a few speakers and. Uh, you know, that was, uh, that was that. And I'll probably go do other stuff just because there's so many of them. But, um, in general, like, uh, it's, it's, I don't know. I, I, I kind of feel like in the position that I'm in, I don't feel pressured to like share about it or talk about it because I have many places where I can talk about it in my own words that yeah. aren't in the battlefield that is social media. Yeah. And for the record, there's some confusion in the chat. I'm not afraid of a protest. I am afraid of COVID-19. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what I'm referring to when I say that. <laughs> yes. Um, I mean, I, I have a daughter who would probably very glad she's on She's in the chat right now. She probably mm-hmm. like, dad, we should go. Let's do this under COVID-19 stuff and my potential, uh, immune compromise situation with the early diabetes diagnosis. Uh, it just makes me super nervous. Yeah. No, so, I get the same. I feel the same way, you know, as, as Ashley's asthma as, as you, uh, Tina's immune system is compromised too. So I've got to be, I've got to be careful, not for me, but for her. Yeah, exactly. So if Brian was on his own, he'd be down there on his bike, with multiple signs and just, and letting it all hang out is what you'd be I'd, doing. I'd be protesting uh, from one casino to the next uh, in <laughs> Vegas. I'd just be like, yeah. you know. <laughs> Man, I'll tell you what. I got an email today from a certain airline that uh, has partnered with the Wynn to do, like, free upgrades to their suites. Oh, wow. Yeah. Really? Yeah. They got to do uh, what they like, got to do. And I'm like, man, the... the the Vegas deals are are to be had if you are willing to roll the dice on the VIN. I yeah. could get right out. I could get out there for uh, right now. Nineteen dollars round trip. I was looking at this. I've got free offers from MGM, so I could stay for free, even no resort fees. Basically, just like come here, Brian, please. So we for twenty bucks, you. twenty bucks, you're in Vegas. Twenty bucks round trip, uh, not counting food or anything like that, but. Um, um. Well, what I've seen that crowd just freaked me out. I, I mean, know, obviously I don't like it. Freaked it. Me out. I don't like it. There's too many of them. But, Some, but here's the thing about that, by the way, I was, I was uh, doing some more research on that. That was the, one of the first days when only the cosmopolitan was open. MGM hadn't opened yet. And a lot of the Caesars properties properties hadn't opened yet. So if yeah. people were going to go there, there was basically one casino they could go to. Oh, that's interesting. If you take that group and spread them out over several casinos, mm-hmm. it's a little better. Well, but plus, still, plus the, the only masks I saw in that video were on the dealers, and that's that scares me. Yeah, it's a little bit weird. Um, and by the way, I realize that I, you know, I don't know. This is I'm I'm having my own little constitutional crisis with myself here. But um, 
I'm going, oh, I don't know. I got this diagnosis. It may mean I'm a little more, you know, it could be bad if I got the COVID. And then I see a picture of John Lewis, civil rights icon, U.S. congressman, and he has stage four pancreatic cancer. And he's standing out in the middle of the road, like stoically and awesome. And I think, oh, okay, well. <laughs> I don't know. I guess what I'm yeah. saying is, I'll admit it. It's, there's a lot of emotions with all yeah, this stuff, you know, a lot of back and forth in my own head about what I want to do, what I should do, what I shouldn't do, and well, it's hard for sure. It's hard. I mean, there's, there's, it's a complicated time, mm-hmm. like, uh, uh, and and to me, the biggest thing with what's happening now with the protest is that, like, I, I am, I'm fully supportive. Uh, I am I am a man who very much wants to focus on like, all right, where is the action? Mm-hmm. Like, what is going to happen from this? And that's what I wanted to focus on in the PX3 episode where I talked about qualified immunity and um, the barriers that we have now on reporting mm-hmm. uh, uh, that many states don't allow uh, you to a citizen to search reports Um uh, another layer has severe restrictions on it and uh the ones that do have access to records police unions negotiate uh purging of those records every two years and like i think that none of those things really help create a connection between police force and uh citizenry uh i, I think that that's what is needed here because what we are seeing is a massive lack of trust. And then there's qualified immunity, which shields police officers from being liable for even things that are uh, uh, constitutionally violating. And I've gotten some great feedback on that. Uh, uh, you know, I had, again, I had a couple cops uh, contact me. Oh, that's cool. And they had their own perspectives about it. Yeah. But, um, you know, it, it's, it's something where, I do believe that we can have a situation. This might be Pollyanna, but I do believe that we can have a situation where our our protectors, our guardians, have a better relationship with those that they are protecting and guarding. Yeah. Um, and how the you know uh, uh, I I think it is in everybody's everybody's uh, best interest that we have more transparency into these uh, systems so we don't because like what what i see now uh where i don't necessarily blame people who are like oh like what good apples good apples versus bad apples everything's rotten blah 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 i don't know if i can blame somebody if we can't see into that system yeah you know if we don't have transparency there then then like i i can understand where that is where people come to the realization yeah, it feels uh, like that has to be a baseline thing for for any progress. If you're not going to have base baseline transparency across the board in every city with police department and those they serve, then how do you, what else what are you doing from there? Like that that stuff has to be that has to be looked at whether whether or not it uncovers a bunch of con- controversy from previous years or stuff we never heard about or knew about. I don't know. That's all scary and everything, but you need to see well, it. It just it just needs to be the public because police have a very hard time policing each other because they don't know who the next person that's going to back them up that they're going to trust their life with mm-hmm. is. Right. Like they don't control that. They can't say, "Hey, this guy sucks and he's awful and he's a racist." 
never have him be near me again. There's just right. not that possibility. They can report him, and then maybe that guy doesn't show up when the other guy needs backup, right? Right. right. Uh, so it can't be up to the police. It can't be up to the police to police the police. We have to. The public has to. And that's why this information has to be made public, in who, my opinion. Who watches The Watchmen is what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean... I mean, not, I, mean, I, mean I mean... Yeah, it's, there's some parallels there. All right. Uh, Justin, Robert Young is uh, uh, always a pleasure having you here on Tuesdays. Anything in particular this week that people should be listening to, checking out, watching from you? Uh, yeah, to get back to the politics of it all, we've been doing a segment on the show, uh, including last Wednesday. Uh, for, so for last Wednesday and the Wednesday before, uh, we've been vetting Joe Biden's potential uh, vice presidential picks. We did Gretchen Whitmer of Michigan two weeks ago. We did uh, Val Demings, uh, which fit into our police episode because she's a former Orlando police chief. Uh, and this week we're going to be doing uh, Keisha Bottoms, the mayor of Atlanta, uh, who has had a bit of a uh, a bit of the spotlight on her, not only through the COVID situation where she was a spokeswoman for how much it's disproportionately affecting the black community, mm. but also that uh, uh, you know she, along with Killer Mike, had that uh, that moment where they were talking to the city of Atlanta. Uh, during the first night of uh, riots and looting. And uh, so she is now in the veep stakes. So we're going to be vetting her. <laughs> the veep stakes. Veep stakes. Yeah. And awesome. then we actually have an interview about the veep stakes coming out on, on Friday. Nice. <laughs> that made me hungry for a steak. Well done. All right. Justin Robert Young. <laughs> you want to go watch veep. Yeah, exactly. JR, uh, yeah. Justin R. Young on Twitter. Check him out there. See you, boys. All this stuff. We'll see you later, man. Good Be good. All right. Oh, whoops. He left before I could kick him. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, Jerk. Brian, we missed the Monday mashup yesterday, but fear not. Fear not. I have it right We now. don't have to wait another week to get one, Scott? Nope. Is that what you're saying? Nope. You get it right now. In fact, <gasps> there's precisely jack poop you can do about it even. I'm going to play it. <laughs> this, is called half, this is called Half a Subway Marked Fred. I don't remember this. Uh, but should we have gonna... a Subway sandwich marked, Fred, for the reference, but I'll take it. Yeah, we'll take it. Uh, this is the Monday mashup from TMS Mashups. Jamie, thank you for this. Here it is. Brian was right Hi. to stick it in. We're sticking it in. We're putting it in. Uh, hello. Yeah, hello. put it in. I'm going to heal your bum or whatever they're going <laughs> to, whatever it is they do. <laughs> Like a rhinestone jockstrap here, here. When the Romanian dictator Nikolai, some name, uh, made a visit, <laughs> made a visit Ceausescu. to Ceausescu. Is that how you say it? Ceausescu. Yeah. Well, I've even heard the name. I didn't know that's how it's yeah. spelled. Of course, it's weird and hard to say. Then Zimbabwe dictator Robert Mugabe. 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 Oh, this mullet. Should I keep it or should I rid myself of it? Like the scourge that it is. Yeah, why is that one pointed at your crotch? Looking right what at my... What have you been doing on Reddit, Scott? My open naked... What have you been doing on 4chan? God! <laughs> 4chan. I want to know if I get my Max for free! Hey! 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 <laughs> <laughs> That's right. It's like uh, Caesar's uh, left boob at uh, Caesar's palace. Yeah, basically. People, uh, yeah, people, <laughs> I want some luck. <laughs> <laughs>
I'd give her hot tub flapjack boobs. It's time to get my stones to move. <laughs> it's right. time to get my stones to move. Those stones need moving. Need they're to pee. Not, they're pretty much staying in place. They hurt coming out. It's, you know, it's e-paper. You ever seen e-paper? Look at it. You ever e-paper? <laughs> Basically like shot, shot, you know, shotgun shot. Or what's yeah, that called? Uh, uh, shells. Uh, what's what's the stuff inside called? It's uh, Right. The, the. Uh, shotgun shot? Buckshot. Buckshot. Oh, that was Jeez. my porn name in high school. I should have known that. Because right. <laughs> that's even better. Like rummaging through the fridge. Uh, here's Karen's uh, leftover Mushu. Uh, here's, uh, here's half of a Subway sandwich marked Fred. Ah, look at that. Hot pocket. Half a Subway sandwich marked Fred. If that's not a title submission, the chat room's doing it wrong. Um, (laughs) You're right. It needed the whole phrase to work properly. It did there. Sandwich. Well done, everyone. Thanks, Jamie. That was great. As always. If you want to follow Jamie on Twitter, he's at TMS Mashups. He's a nice guy. We like him. That's right. Uh, Patreon.com slash TMS is how you support our show. Big thanks to everybody who does. It's uh, early in the month, so time to hop on and be a part of it. So get on in here and get some cool stuff. Patreon.com slash TMS. This week we'll have a bonus show called TMS PM on Friday that you can only get uh, both live and in archive form if you're a patron. Uh, Even at the lowest level you get that. So Patreon.com slash TMS for all you wondering how to get that. That's going to do it for us. I think we need to get out of here with a song, though, and Brian has one in the shoot. A song you say. Mm -hmm. Yes, absolutely. Um, and uh, had a lot of requests set up for yesterday, so those I'll be spreading. There was none for today, so I'm moving one of them to today, and I'll move a couple to tomorrow and, and Thursday. But uh, good morning, Brian and Scott. It's that time of year again. Time to celebrate my dear friend's birthday. I'll keep this request short and sweet. I wish I could be there to brighten his day. This will be the first year that we won't be spending it together, but a birthday wish from you two and some great music will have to suffice. This song seemed fitting for everyone at times like these. Thank you both for bringing some joy into my almost every morning, especially during such a difficult time. You're an inspiration. Signed, Geeky Gamer Girl. Oh, yeah. We know her. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so this is uh, a cover of the Pink Floyd song, Wish You Were Here, performed by the band Avenge Sevenfold. I didn't have this one before um before yesterday when i picked this one up but it is uh from their album the stage deluxe edition it's on the second disc so make sure you buy the double disc edition of the stage to get it came out in 2017 here's avenged sevenfold with pink floyd's wish you were here
This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com. Hello? Yeah, what? Yeah, what? <laughs> Hello, what? Huh? Oh, yeah, what? Yeah, what?